Peace be upon you. I want you to consider one of two environments. The first environment is that of a bustling city with crowded streets, tall buildings, and an abundance of artificial light. The second is a secluded mountain retreat miles away from civilization with nothing but the sounds of nature and the light from the stars above. In which of these two environments would cause you to be more reflective of God? You know, while towns and cities are great for commerce and entertainment, they're not always ideal for our souls. The constant distractions make it easy to forget that we are this tiny moat spinning thousands of miles an hour around a massive fireball that is a million times larger than our planet, hurling through a vast universe that is billions of light years across. This simple act of being able to stare up at the stars, which has caused countless people throughout history to reflect upon the glory and awe of God's design, has been lost by the consequence of light pollution man has contributed in our effort to improve our condition. In Psalms 8 of the Bible, we read, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild and the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. On October 14, 2003, 45 million Americans in the Northeast lost power. For once, the cosmos above New York was not blocked by the perpetual light caused by the city. This allowed millions of inhabitants to be able to see the Milky Way galaxy for the first time in their entire lives. The unexpected sight caused many to panic and call 911 to report a strange phenomenon described as gas in the night sky. For countless people, not only did they never see the Milky Way galaxy, they were not even aware that such a massive spectacle was lingering above them for their entire lives. Now contrast that with all the generations who lived prior, whose view of the perpetual vastness of the night sky and all its mysteries were part of their regular lives, where constellations were as well known to them as the names of local streets and cities are to people of today. How would such an upbringing or lack thereof impact a person's relationship with God? In Surah 96 verse 6 and 7 we read, Indeed the human being transgresses when he becomes rich. The Arabic word for rich is astakna, and it literally translates to mean self-sufficient. And what more sign of the achievement of being rich and self-sufficient for man than that of the creation of a city? To think that you could so conveniently 
Go to any restaurant you want and you have trained chefs ready to serve your every whim. Make whatever dish it is that you want or accessibility to a gas station to put fuel into an uh, automobile, uh, to be able to go to a grocery store and pick whatever fruits or vegetables or meats you want. These are all blessings. These allow us to feel self-sufficient. But the paradox of this is that while these are blessings for human beings, we have a tendency of transforming these blessings into mechanisms that make us forget our creator. In Surah 17, verse 83, we read, When we bless the human being, he becomes preoccupied and heedless. But when adversity strikes him, he turns despondent. Recently, I started watching this show called Alone, where they take 10 participants and they place them into a remote location, complete isolation, with nothing but the supplies that they have in order to survive. And the individual who survives on their own in isolation for the longest uh, ends up winning $500,000. Now, this season, they have them in Antarctica. And what's fascinating is you see these simple things that we take for granted in our day-to-day lives. These individuals are glorifying God constantly for providing them with food, for providing them with nutrition, for providing them with uh, warmth, security, these things that come abundantly when you live in civilization. And it's this disconnect that makes us forget our creator, that this is not the normal state of affairs, that this is a huge blessing that God has bestowed upon us to see whether we're appreciative or unappreciative. In Surah 41, verses 49 through 51, we read, the human being never tires of imploring for good things. And when adversity befalls him, he turns despondent, desperate. And when we bless him after suffering some adversity, he says, this belongs to me. I do not believe that the hour will ever come to pass. Even if I'm returned to my Lord, I will find at him better things. Most certainly we will inform the disbelievers of all their works and will commit them to a severe retribution. When we bless the human being, he turns away and drifts farther and farther away. And when he suffers any affliction, He implores loudly. We shouldn't allow our forgetting of God to occur because God has blessed us tremendously with all these amenities, these securities, these provisions. If these cause us to drift away from our Creator, then it only confirms our disbelief. And inevitably, what ends up happening is that we end up losing all this. We lose the security. We lose the provisions. If not in this life, then definitely in the hereafter. But in addition to the light from the cities that block our view from the night sky, that allow us to be reflective on our Creator, we have other forms of artificial light that also distract us from remembering our God, such as the light of televisions, computers, smartphones, To put this in perspective, in the U.S. alone, each day, people in aggregate watch 1.25 billion, that's billion with a B, hours of YouTube, while each adult spends an average of 5.4 hours on their smartphones, and 12 hours and 9 minutes per day on some form of media. You know, while cities and technologies are blessings in one regard, They also come with tremendous responsibility. And if we misuse these blessings from God, they will only lead us to forgetting 
not only our creator, but even our own souls, the real self. In Surah 59 verse 19, it reads, Do not be like those who forgot God, so he made them forget themselves. These are the wicked. Like a baby in a womb that requires a mother to provide the food, the water, the oxygen, by means of the umbilical cord to survive, our souls need the constant connection and remembrance of God that is achieved through the worship practices. So we should not let the artificial light created by men, provided to us as a blessing from God, distract us from the light from God that reminds us of our Creator. In Surah 24, verse 35 through 39, we read, God is the light of the heavens and the earth. The allegory of His light is that of a concave mirror behind a lamp that is placed inside a glass container. The glass container is like a bright pearl-like star. The fuel thereof is supplied from a blessed oil-producing tree that is neither eastern nor western. Its oil is almost self-radiating, needs no fire to ignite it. Light upon light, God guides to his light whomever he wills. God thus cites the parables for a people God is fully aware of all things. God is shining his light, his blessings, his signs for us to remember him 24-7. All it takes from our part is to take heed, to not be distracted by the light created by men through our smartphones, through our computers, and forget the light that God is providing us, that is giving us life in this world and in the hereafter. In a moment's notice, our entire world, our entire existence could be flipped upside down. And we take this for granted that at any moment an asteroid can come colliding into the earth, an explosion from some blast from some port completely unbeknownst to the people could take off and dramatically change the lives of every inhabitant within its radius. These events are to humble us to realize how fragile we are, how much we have to lose if we don't use this life accordingly to glorify and worship our Lord. It continues in 2436 as God's guidance is found in houses exalted by God, for his name is commemorated therein, glorifying him therein day and night. And it continues in 2437 and it reminds us, it says, people who are not distracted by business or trade from commemorating God, they observe the contact prayer salat and give the obligatory charity zakat, and they're conscious of the day when the minds and eyes will be horrified. God will certainly reward them for their good works and will shower them with His grace. God provides for whomever He wills without limits. By living in these metropolitan areas, these areas that are full of entertainment and business opportunity and retail and all these other amenities, we shouldn't allow this to distract us from remembering our Creator. You know, we shouldn't need to be in total isolation in the wilderness to remember how fragile we are, how much these blessings that we take for granted really mean for us in this world and in the hereafter. And it's those individuals who show that under all circumstances, if they're rich or they're poor, if they're self-sufficient or if they're not, that they need God in order to be able to survive in this world and in the hereafter. And God equates those who miss this fact as individuals who are chasing a mirage. 
It continues in 2439. It says, as for those who disbelieve, their works are like a mirage in the desert. A thirsty person thinks that it is water, but when he reaches it, he finds that it is nothing, and he finds God there instead to requite him fully for his works. God is most efficient in reckoner. These individuals who waste their life on this planet during their entire existence, forgetting their creator, forgetting their soul, forgetting the nutrients they need from worshiping God alone, they're going to be in for a rude awakening when they realize all their works have been nullified. All their works have been in vain because they weren't using it to draw closer to God. God informs us that in the hereafter, those who spent this life glorifying God, acknowledging His blessings, being appreciative, are going to have their lights radiating from them because that's what they were doing when they were praising God in this life. They're going to continue with those blessings into the hereafter. But those who spent this life being completely heedless, completely forgetting of their Lord, their Creator, why they're here, their purpose, their existence. In the hereafter, they're going to be begging the believers to absorb some of their light. In Surah 57, verse 12 through 15, we read, The day will come when you see the believing men and women with their lights radiating ahead of them and to their right. Good news is yours that on that day you will have gardens with flowing streams. You will abide therein forever. This is the great triumph. On that day, the hypocrite men and women will say to those who believe, Please allow us to absorb some of your light. It will be said, Go back behind you and seek light. A barrier will be set up between them whose gate separates mercy on the inner side from retribution on the outer side. They will call upon them, were we not with you? They will answer, yes, but you cheated your souls, hesitated, doubted, and became misled by wishful thinking until God's judgment came. You were diverted from God by illusions. Therefore, today, no ransom can be taken from you, nor from those who disbelieve. Your abode is the fire, it is your Lord, and a miserable abode. These individuals were distracted by illusions. When you think of an illusion, usually the thought I have is a manipulation of light, similar to the example of a mirage, where it's a manipulation of light to make you think that this is what you're supposed to chase. These individuals who spend endless hours watching, you know, brainless entertainment, well, that's fine. For moments, it's fine if you use those opportunities to draw closer to God, to be reflective upon God that these can serve as distractions from our Creator. The simple act of being able to have a roof over our head, to be able to be insulated from the elements outdoors, from being able to have this technology that allows us to entertain ourselves, to do commerce and trade and business, to be able to learn from and grow our development and understanding, can also be used to trick us, to distract us from remembering our Creator. The judgment is up to us. How do we want to use these technologies? How do we want to use these blessings? If we're only using them to distract us from worshiping God, from commemorating God, then it's going to be to our detriment. But if we use these in order to draw closer to God, to be able to tap into information and knowledge, to grow in appreciation, to learn from other people's lives and mistakes and uh, wisdom, then these are a huge blessing for us. And it's up to us how we choose to use them. But there's another way that this can be perceived. In Surah 24, verse 40, it says, Another allegory is that of being in total darkness in the midst of a violent ocean, with waves upon waves in addition to thick fog, 
darkness upon darkness. If he looked at his own hand, he could barely see it. Whomever God the prize of light will have no light. God allows us sometimes to enter the darkness in order to be able to see the light. When we are inundated with this artificial light, these illusions of this world, we forget what really matters. It's our connection with God. So God allows us to momentarily get into these situations of total darkness, metaphorically and physically, in order for us to be able to draw closer to God. Now these might seem harsh, it might seem cruel, but the reality is that this is for our own souls. Because sometimes to realize how precious it is for the things that we have, we need to momentarily taste what it's like not to have these things. In Surah 4 verse 141 it reads, What will God gain from punishing you if you became appreciative and believed? God is appreciative omniscient. God is most gracious, most merciful. He creates these scenarios for us to be reflective, to draw closer to God, to make sure that we have the right priorities in place. And these are out of mercy from God. So let's not let the light created by men distract us from God's light that's going to provide us guidance in this world and mercy in the hereafter. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. If you guys uh, like the podcast, please leave us a review. Let other people know about it. And if you want to follow along with the verses of the Quran, the best source is to read the Quran itself. We offer a Quran study app on the iOS app store that breaks down each Arabic word and its corresponding meaning and the roots that correspond with it. So you can understand these words themselves along with a translation. And if you don't have an iOS device, we also have cronsityapp.com, which is the website that provides the same information uh, for us to learn from, to draw closer from, to be able to learn God's words in the scripture and use it to better ourselves in this life and in the hereafter. So until next time, peace and God bless.